It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome in to Football Futures, presented by Twin Peaks. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening, as we are just a couple of days away from signing day to close out the 2021 class. This is a different kind of year, though. We're going to get to where things stand with the class that Tennessee is about to close out, but also take a look ahead to recruiting in the future with Josh Heupel as the head coach. Ryan Callahan of GoVols247.com is going to stop by here in just a moment, and we'll talk about Again, this class, 2022 recruiting, Ty Simpson, the highly tatted quarterback from inside the state of Tennessee, who is getting close to announcing his decision. We'll cover that here in segment number one. I'll talk about what Josh Heupel is facing in terms of rebuilding the roster coming up in segment number two. And also there's recruiting and then there's developing recruits, something that will make you feel a little bit better potentially about Josh Heupel related to the development of recruits once they get on campus i'll get to that in segment number two of tonight's show football futures it is presented by twin peaks which is located on north shore drive near kingston pike in between kingston pike and paper mill drive and at twin peaks you will find tvs all over the place looking for the game you will find it at twin peaks looking for a great place to stop in for lunch during the day twin peaks looking to stop in and just hang out grab a beer you can do that at twin peaks as well on north shore drive in between kingston pike and paper mill drive making football futures happen each and every week here on the sports animal i want to welcome to the show ryan callahan you can read his work at govols247.com covering tennessee football and tennessee football recruiting ryan i appreciate the time uh, we're just a couple of days away from the 21 class, I guess, being wrapped up with the second signing day. How much activity is there with the 2021 class as you have the coaching change and, and just a few spots available in the class? What do the next few days look like, do you think? You know, for Tennessee, surprisingly pretty quiet. Uh, and and it's, it's really weird. You know, we've seen National Signing Day become certainly less uh, important over the last few years with the addition of the early signing period. But we've yet to see a signing day that's shaping up uh, like this one appears to be right now i guess we can't rule out that there could be some sort of last minute development where tennessee goes after somebody else uh, but with tennessee still filling out its staff uh not not a whole lot happening right now on the 2021 front it, it looks like this could be as quiet of a signing day as, as we've ever seen involving tennessee so uh there will be some teams across the country that sign guys but just not sure we'll see much from tennessee and that's uh you know again partly because of where tennessee is but partly because a lot of the good players out there have already signed and uh, there's, there's still a chance for a lot of schools to fill any remaining spots in the transfer market and elsewhere uh, if they have any left over like Tennessee does right now. Yeah, do you have an idea or what do you know right now about how the staff will handle a couple guys who have been committed on the offensive side for the 21 class? Yeah, so uh, right, right now there, there is one, uh, one remaining commitment, uh, Rock Taylor, who is, uh, who is unsigned, and he has is, he is not backed off his commitment to Tennessee, but at the same time, it looked like the previous staff was not planning to sign him. Uh, we saw that also with uh, Jordan Mosley, the four-star receiver from, from Mobile, Alabama, who had, uh, who's now committed to Northwestern after, after backing off his Tennessee commitment on the day of Jeremy Pruitt's firing. Colby Smith, offensive lineman from North Carolina, also did that, uh, decommitting from Tennessee on the day of Pruitt's firing and, and now is committed to Auburn. So we've seen a couple guys find new homes. Rock Taylor still technically on board. Not no indication yet that Tennessee's planning to sign him, but I guess you can't rule out anything there uh, with a new staff. You know, potentially could view him differently. Not sure how much familiarity there is, and uh, and and frankly, he doesn't have it. 
Josh Heupel doesn't have an offensive staff yet. Uh, he's kind of making some of these decisions without a without the benefit of having a full staff on board yet, uh, or even a partial staff, really. So, uh, so a, a lot of these decisions, I, I just feel like are it, it may be too early for Tennessee to to really be doing too much in recruiting until he gets the staff situation sorted out with just the timing of this hire. But uh, yeah, Rock Taylor, the only one still technically on board. They've added since. Uh, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's firing. They've added a, 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 an enrollee who's on campus and, and Anderson Kobe, uh, a really intriguing, I think, junior college receiver. So they've 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 managed to add to this class. But, you know, he's he's already locked in since he's enrolled at Tennessee, did not have to sign. Um, so we'll see if maybe there's some acknowledgement of him on, on Wednesday from Tennessee with this being National Signing Day. But otherwise, it, it may be a completely quiet day. And, and it's just sort of seeing what's going to happen with Rock Taylor, who I know has been hearing from other schools, uh, but has been pretty quiet lately about his plans. Ryan Callahan, GoVols247.com. Would it be a similar answer if I asked about transfers and that the spots are there? Let's see what they do once a staff is put together for potential transfers to come to Tennessee? Probably so, because, uh, you know, unless it's a situation where there's an existing relationship, uh, you know, it, it's, it's probably going to be tough for Tennessee to land anybody right now. Uh, you know, I, I do think, you know, certainly Big Cat Bryant is the one people have been watching a little bit, knowing that he's uh, the last thing we heard from him was a commitment to Tennessee. Uh, but he hasn't really announced anything since then. Uh, a lot of people think he doesn't end up at Tennessee right now. I, I would probably lean that way also, just knowing that uh, obviously when he announced that commitment, and I believe he's he deleted that tweet not long after that, uh, once when Shelton Felton was fired, but his his tweet at the time acknowledged uh, Shelton Felton and, and made it clear he wanted to play for him. So once Felton was fired and, and Jeremy Pruitt too, you, you had a sense that he was not likely to end up at Tennessee. But he he's one that you could maybe see if Kevin Steele was was retained as Tennessee's defensive coordinator, maybe that could give Tennessee a shot in that one. But there's some talk of him, you know, maybe considering going back to Auburn, maybe going to Oklahoma. So uh, there, there could be other options there. But he's been quiet, and I don't I don't think he's likely to end up at Tennessee. So otherwise, I think it's going to be probably waiting and seeing what else develops on the transfer market once uh, once signing day is in the rearview mirror. I'm talking to Ryan Callahan from GoVols247.com. Ryan, what have you been able to gather uh, regarding Josh Heupel as a recruiter, as obviously recruiting at Tennessee and recruiting in the SEC is such an important part of what you're able to do, what kind of success you're able to have? Yeah, I, I, obviously the the reaction from people when they see, uh, they look back on what, what little track record you see of Josh Heupel as a head coach in recruiting at, at UCF, and it's just, it's just not a very fair comparison because of this. There, there's such a difference between recruiting at a group of five school and, and recruiting in the SEC. But when people look at those results, you know, I think people say, eh, I mean, is he going to be that good of a recruiter at Tennessee? But, um, you know, it, all, all three of the classes, uh, I guess four, you could say that he signed at UCF, uh, ranked 60 or below nationally in, in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. So you, you wouldn't say that's very impressive, but he did have a class that ranked number one in the AAC uh, one of those years, a, a class that he uh, finished out for Scott Frost in 2018 that ranked number two in the conference. So he's had some good classes by those standards. And, I, and from what we hear, I, I think he's got some some skills and, and just general recruiting ability that's going to translate well to the SEC. You know, I, I always tell people you just don't know these days with the, with the, any, any coach, an assistant coach, a head coach, what kind of recruiter they're going to be until you see it. Because Butch Jones obviously had not done it in the sec until he got to Tennessee and he had some, a lot of early success had had a couple of top 10 classes, even a top five class in his second full class at Tennessee. So uh, sometimes it just takes an opportunity and it takes hard work building relationships. I think Josh Heupel has shown he can do that. Uh, he's not had to 
face the kind of challenge he's going to face at Tennessee. So he's going to have to clearly learn some things on the fly, but he recruited nationally at UCF. And I, th I think he knows what to expect at Tennessee. And obviously he knows that as he mentioned in his press conference in state, I think is where, where it's all going to start for his staff, at least in this first class for sure, knowing that there's so much talent in Tennessee, it, it makes it a little bit easier for him to sort of uh, set his sights on some, some important guys inside the state of Tennessee and, uh, and start there and kind of build out from, from what he can make his base in state. Yeah, that was, uh, that was stated last week, and you're right. It's, it's going to be important. Um, he knows that. Why don't we start with one player who everybody will ask about, Ty Simpson, the talented quarterback who revealed that he's going to announce his decision coming up February 19th. Where do things stand with the highly touted quarterback from Martin? Yeah, the, when you saw that announcement on Sunday that, he, that he's making his decision uh, or announcing that on the 19th, uh, that the timing certainly did not immediately sound like it lined up very well for Tennessee, just knowing that it, it was obviously four days after Josh Heifel's hiring and, and there hadn't been much of a chance to develop a relationship there. Uh, on, on one hand, you know, we, we've saw, we saw some guys jump in the boat early for Tennessee when Butch Jones was hired, uh, you know, several years ago different situation maybe but uh, a Tennessee program that wasn't winning a lot of games at that time was able to get some early momentum from some in-state recruits you had guys like Jalen Hurd and Todd Kelly commit within a few months uh, but at the same time they also had the benefit of visiting and at least getting to know a staff before that happened so, so there are some situations where you can maybe point to and say yeah it's possible an in-state guy could jump in and want to to start a class and and give a new staff the benefit of the doubt especially with Josh Heifel's system being naturally pretty appealing to quarterbacks. I think he's going to have success in recruiting quarterbacks. And that's one thing we do know from his track record is he's done very well at the quarterback position. So certainly a lot for Ty Simpson to look at and be excited about, but does the timing work out there? And I, I don't know that that's what he's thinking right now that he wants to go to Tennessee. So uh, at the same time, I don't think his decision is final from what I, what we've heard so far. I think he is already leaning in a direction probably. And I, and I think it's probably not Tennessee right now. But I also wouldn't close the door on Tennessee, again, because that relationship is so new. So I think he is going to spend these next two and a half weeks thinking about where he wants to go. I'm sure Tennessee will be pushing because I think there, there is an understanding that Tennessee is maybe behind in that one right now. So uh, can they change his mind if that is the case? And, uh, and I, you know, Alabama, if I had to guess, probably the favorite right now. Uh, but there are some people that think it's Clemson. Uh, based on what I've heard, I, I would lean toward Alabama maybe being the team to beat. But uh, but again, Tennessee, not maybe not out of it just yet, uh, but they've got some work to do over the next couple of weeks if they're going to pull that one out. To the rest of the prospects in the state, how deep, how talented is the 2022 class in the state of Tennessee? Very deep. Uh, I, I think this this might be as deep of a class as we've seen in Tennessee. Uh, and, and you have to say, you know, that that would probably apply to uh, really the entire modern era, not just the last several years, because I'm not sure Tennessee ever produced uh, in the past, the kind of talent that we've seen over the past seven or eight years. So this is as good a class as the state maybe has ever produced. And what's different about it is uh, you've got the quarterback, obviously, at the top there with Ty Simpson, along with a five-star defensive lineman in Walter Nolan. The state doesn't often produce those types of players. Uh, and, and that's over in Memphis at, at St. Benedict uh, in the Memphis suburbs there. And then you, on top of that, you have a really good group of skill position players, uh, particularly on offense. And that's you know, we've seen that a, a few times before that 2014 class that kind of kickstarted things for Butch Jones had had Josh Malone and Jalen Hurd and some other players like that. Um, a little bit similar and, and even deeper in this class with guys like Isaiah Horton, uh, four star wide receiver from Murfreesboro, Cameron Miller, four star receiver from Memphis, 
Uh, and then Dallin Hayden and Jordan James, a pair of four-star running backs. And Hayden, obviously the son of former Vol Aaron Hayden. So lo lots of skill on offense. If you could just keep that talent in state, you've got potentially a core for your offense going forward. And it's not often we've been able to say that about the state of Tennessee. So I think this state might be, frankly, 15 deep, honestly, and, and players that are good enough to play at Tennessee. And there's, there's not many years you can point to and say that's definitely, definitely the case. But I think it is this year. Ryan Callahan, GoVols247.com. Uh, to close out with the 2021 class, which will be wrapped up, I guess, presumably here in a few days, what stands out as, as the maybe strength or what stands out near the top of the class to you for 2021 for Tennessee? Yeah, with it being a uh, sort of an unfinished class because the plan for Jeremy Pruitt's staff even seemed to be to finish it off with transfers, it, it is maybe a little lacking in some of the depth that you would uh, that you would normally expect to see in a, in a typical class. But you know, ha having 20 players right now, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if a couple of those signees that have maybe expressed interest in, in staying in the class uh, decide to stick with Tennessee. But I, I do think uh, it's, it's a class that fills some needs at running back, certainly uh, having at least two, maybe three, if they hold on to Cody Brown, um, you know, ha having a couple running backs in this class was a big deal. And I think Tyon Evans in particular may, may end up being the, um, the immediate impact guy from this class that has a chance to be a uh, I, I think a star, uh, maybe, maybe not right away, but certainly early in his career, I think he could be really good at running back. And, and so that, that stands out. And then, uh, you know, if, if Dylan Brooks was able to, to stay in this class and that's to be determined, um, I, I think you've got a pretty couple pretty good pass rushers there in, in Brooks and Byron Young, the junior college edge rusher. So that, that would be where I would start, but obviously a couple pending situations with Brooks and Brown will kind of determine, I think how this class uh, looks to some degree. And then, yeah, you go to Caden Salter. I think it's hard not to start there in some ways. This class will largely be defined to me by what he does in his college career. If he lives up to the hype and, and maybe turns into what Josh Dobbs was for Butch Jones and helps to turn, turn things around for Tennessee's offense, this is going to be looked back on as a pretty good class just for that alone. So I, I think Caden Salter, is, it remains the centerpiece of this class and, and probably will be for the foreseeable future and his success will determine just how good this class is in hindsight. What can you tell us the status right now of Dylan Brooks and Cody Brown, who have uh, at least hinted and, and privately there have been, uh, there's been more talk of them wanting out of their letter of intent. Yeah, I, I, th I think Dylan Brooks has, has been pretty consistent since uh, Jeremy Pruitt's firing and, and saying that he does want out of his national letter of intent. Um, and, and Cody Brown obviously had the tweet recently, you know, hashtag free me uh, mm -hmm. echoing a tweet by Dylan Brooks that, uh, that sort of indicated the same thing. Uh, he's not been as, as public about it as Brooks, but I think he's, he's clearly leaning that way right now. The, the good thing for Tennessee is that you, you do get some leverage in those situations by having a player signed because you can sort of uh, demand a little bit for a player to at least give the coach a chance to have a conversation because uh, they do need something from you. Uh, they need you to release them from the letter of intent. At the same time, in these situations, as long as a player really wants that and doesn't back down, uh, there's not much the school can do in some cases that you're, you're going to eventually need to to release them. So I, I think that's probably where things are headed. And frankly, you don't want a player in your program who doesn't want to be there, right? Uh, especially in the transfer portal era. Uh, why waste a spot on a guy that you know is not going to stick around for very long and may not be happy? So I, I think it's it's trending toward those guys not sticking around. But obviously, there's at least maybe a chance for Josh Heupel and those guys to to try to talk them out of it and, and try to convince them they're part of the future for for Cody Brown. Just not a great system fit, probably. So I'm not surprised by that one. He's a bigger running back going into a system now where you're going to be spreading the field, and that's that's not what he does, and then catching the ball out of the backfield. So 
that makes sense. Dylan Brooks is obviously the type of guy who could thrive in any system. So Tennessee, I'm sure, would love to hold on to him. But right now, I think he's probably got his mindset on Auburn and, and certainly getting out of that letter of intent with Tennessee. GoVols247.com is the website. Ryan, what's going on there at the site right now? Yeah, just tons of coverage of, uh, of everything that, uh, that continues to happen with Tennessee staff as Josh Heupel sort of rounds his staff uh, into form here for his, uh, for his first year. Basketball coverage, obviously, recruiting to the extent that uh, anything happens with the 2021 class. We'll obviously have all of that covered in 2022 recruiting. That's, that's kind of becoming the big story pretty quickly here for Tennessee. So all that and much, much more. And you can get 60% off an annual subscription right now through signing day if you take advantage of that offer uh, this week. So great time to check out the site and uh, get in on all the fun with the new coaching staff and everything that comes with that. Go check it out. GoVols247.com. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Josh. Coming up next on Football Futures, you'll hear Josh Heupel mention what we talked about there, the importance of recruiting in the state of Tennessee for the future of the program. Also, a note on the development that took place at UCF over the last few years, how maybe that is a good indication of what Josh Heupel can do moving forward as he will face some challenges with Tennessee's roster. I'll get to that as well coming up next right here on Football Futures. It is presented by Twin Peaks on 99.1, the sports Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back to Football Futures here on the Sports Animal. It is presented by Twin Peaks. Ball calls will take over coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. If you ever miss a show, if you want to go back and listen to any Football Futures episode, you can find it in the podcast section of the WNML app. It's also on Apple Podcasts. Sam Foreman's producing. Thanks, Sam, for all your help. He'll have the show up for you if you need to go back and listen to this episode or any episode, really anything you want to find on the Sports Animal, you can find it on demand. And I have a number of things I want to get to here. In the final segment of the show, a positive sign in terms of Josh Heupel's ability to develop and also why development will be really important with where Tennessee's roster is. I'll get to that in a moment. Before that, though, part of the focus in the last segment was on in-state recruiting, and Josh Heupel's aware of it. Every coach that comes in talks about recruiting in-state, and there's no doubt. But I want you to hear what Josh Heupel said because it is even more important with where things are in the 2022 class. Here's what Josh Heupel said last week at his press conference on recruiting the state of Tennessee. One of the great things here is that you have a national name, national logo that allows you to go coast to coast and go attract the biggest, the best, and the brightest. At the same time, the most important thing that we do is lock down our borders. We have to keep kids inside of this state here. Uh, and that's for multiple reasons. They're going to come play championship caliber football. They're going to be developed. They're going to have an opportunity to move on to the NFL. They're going to get a great degree, and they're going to be empowered to live inside of the state once they are done with that degree. That's a message that Josh Heupel and his upcoming coaching staff will be delivering on the recruiting trail, and we'll see what that means with in-state recruiting as well as what Tennessee is able to do outside the state. Obviously, you have to go recruit in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Ohio, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana. I can keep going. There are a number of states where Tennessee will recruit, but the focus, especially this year, will start in the state of Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt's staff did not do as good of a job as it hoped to do in-state in recruiting. So we'll see if Josh Heupel is able to have better success moving forward, starting with this upcoming year and recruiting will be important obviously to build the roster and develop the program and get Tennessee where it wants to ultimately and that's compete for championships and of course there are the NCAA questions how is that going to affect the program that is a big unknown right now 
Also, when we talk about recruiting, we talk about where players are ranked, and then we do later down the line have a chance to look back and see how players finished up. Did a class end up panning out? Tennessee has some classes from the last few years that just numerically will not have a chance to pan out because of of what's happened. I'll get to that in a moment, but here's a positive sign. I'll get to the positive first here. At theathletic.com, there was a piece put together by Max Olson looking back at the 2017 class. Recruiting Revisited is the headline, ranking college football's class of 2017 four years later. And number 25 on the list is UCF. UCF's class ranked number 55 in the country in 2017 when it was signed. Four years later, the class ranks number 25, according to Max Olson at The Athletic. This was a class that was signed by Scott Frost, and under Josh Heupel, UCF was signing classes at a, a similar mark in terms of where they were ranked. Some of the notable players in that class, some are in the NFL now. Wide receiver Gabriel Davis with the Buffalo Bills, Mike Hughes at cornerback. But if you look at this class, it was not expected to be a big-time class in terms of where it was ranked nationally. Now, UCF was about to experience some big-time success, and they've had success on the field. And here's something that Olsen included with what he wrote about what UCF did. The class has endured attrition since then, but Josh Heupel's staff developed more than a dozen of these signees into starters. They've won more games than any senior class in school history. Now their head coach is heading to Tennessee. The Vols did not make the top 50 in this year's re-rank, but Heupel's ability to win with the players he inherits should be an encouraging sign for their rebuilding efforts. That's something that you do like to hear, if you're a Tennessee fan, praise for what Josh Heupel and his coaches at UCF did to help develop players who were not as highly regarded as some many classes. In fact, they were ranked higher than UCF. Now Josh Heupel is inheriting a Tennessee roster that does have some good players, especially on the offensive side. There's some obvious players to point to, some in this class that has just been signed that we talked about in the last segment. Tyon Evans at running back for sure. It's a highly touted junior college running back, but players that Josh Heupel will inherit include wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. There's a guy to get excited about. Valus Jones is a veteran. He's played a lot at this point. He has good speed. The wide receiver class in 2020, that's Jalen Hyatt uh, along with Malachi Weidman, Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday. Those guys are good athletes. Let's see what they can do as they're developed by this next coaching staff. But also, if you look at the highest-ranked players when they were signed, so the guys that would seem to have the most talent, some have proven that on the field. Like running back Eric Gray, he has moved on. He's going to Oklahoma. If you look at the last few classes that have been signed, in fact, if you look at the last four classes, including this current class, assuming Dylan Brooks goes elsewhere, that means that the top signee from three of the last four classes will not be on Tennessee's team this upcoming season. J.J. Peterson in 2018, Key Lawrence in 2020, and Dylan Brooks in 2021 would have moved on. Assuming they stick with that plan, you have to replace those players. Then you go a little bit deeper. Five of the top 12 signees from the 2019 and 2020 classes, so your rising sophomore and junior classes, have already left the program. Five of the top seven signees from the 2018 class are gone. That would be your rising senior class. So the highest-ranked players, many of them, from the 18, 19, and 20 classes have moved on, and you might be looking at the top signee in the 2021 class, Dylan Brooks, never even arriving at Tennessee. So your top talent that you would hope the next coaching staff can do a better job of developing is no longer there. That's the negative. The positive would be that, well, at UCF, against lesser competition, of course, playing in the AAC compared to the SEC, Josh Heupel and his coaches did a good job 
of developing those players and helping them reach their potential. And this staff will be asked to do the same at Tennessee. There are good players being left behind. Don't get me wrong. At Tennessee, there's some guys that were highly ranked and do have some obvious talent, but they also have not, um, many of them have not reached that potential to this point. And it's the SEC. Everybody has good players in the, in the conference. Several of Tennessee's opponents have great players, have elite players that have also proven how good they can be. Obviously, Josh Heupel is inheriting a program that is not in the best starting position, and they might be hampered by scholarship reductions. That's something to be determined. So I'll finish with that thought. We'll see how this 2021 class finishes out. Does Tennessee add anybody else on Wednesday? There's some doubt that that will happen, and Tennessee, of course, will have the opportunity to add some transfers to the roster. But the players that are on the roster right now, they will need to be developed, and history says that Josh Heupel can do that. He will need to at Tennessee. So on Wednesday, we'll see if anybody else is added to the class. Does Rock Taylor sign with Tennessee? And then we'll continue to monitor the transfer market. And of course, we're watching to see who Josh Heupel adds to his coaching staff on both sides of the football with a lot of focus being on the defensive coordinator position. And then the conversation will move to 2022. And as we mentioned, that is going to be a big focus for Josh Heupel. That first big class that you put together can really be a tone setter. And going back to this current class, 2021, what Caden Salter is able to do That'll play a role. And as I was talking about the talent there, I did kind of skip over the quarterback position. I shouldn't have. Quarterback is a big deal. And you have three talented players, four you know, pretty talented players, I should say, with Hendon Hooker, I think maybe the favorite to be the starter based on his production to this point, but potential there with Harrison Bailey, Caden Salter, and Brian Maurer, who was recruited by Josh Heupel at UCF. So there is a prior relationship. And if you can find good play at quarterback, you can make up a difference elsewhere on the roster. So that'll be a big part of the development, what Tennessee's able to do at quarterback to help the offense, to try to score some points. Because as Tennessee tries to build defensively from a personnel standpoint, the Vols will need to score some points in the meantime. Thank you for being here on Football Futures tonight. It is presented by Twin Peaks every Monday right here on FM 99.1, The Sports Animal.